0: Coming up on this week's edition of Footy Talk in Louisville, Racing Louisville continues to roll on while loose City is looking for answers after yet another frustrating loss. And quite possibly more good news for Lou City Academy. We'll talk about that and much more with yours truly, Scott Fitzgerald, and radio voice of loose City, Jeff Milby, coming up. High pressuring. Oh, and it's a goal to Miller! The year she's having gary this is her year gold louisville one kansas city zero
1: perez picked that thing off nicely perez a jailbreak pass oh whoa, it's one nothing Lou city a beautiful feed and jorge gonzalez says i'll do it myself Home team on the board, they lead 1-0.
0: Welcome to 7.05 on a Saturday. It is time for Footy Talk here in Louisville. Of course, Jeff Milby, radio voice of Lou City, joins us as he does every Saturday. Good morning, Jeff.
1: Hey, good morning, Scott. Happy Big, Saturday.
0: Happy Saturday. Thank you. Big weekend, Footy. Let's start with the Racing Louisville in town, and then we'll talk about loose City and some good news for the Lou City Academy as well. But let's talk about Racing Louisville. North Carolina Courage in town. Maybe a reuniting of sorts going on?
1: Yeah, there's a ton of storylines with this game game right first of all the two teams are neck and neck in the playoff hunt they're just one point apart heading into this weekend heading into this game uh, but as, as you alluded there are connections between this team uh, they made a blockbuster trade the two of them in the offseason I, I would say arguably the biggest trade of the off season, at least the most shocking I think to, to many people that observe and watch the NWSL and cover the league uh, Emily Fox the first ever Pick, draft pick for Racing Louisville, the number one overall pick before their inaugural season, uh, was traded to North Carolina for Carson Pickett and Abby Ersig. First time that these two teams have met since that trade. Uh, So we'll get to see sort of the results of it on the field. You know, who won the trade? Did somebody lose the trade? It was a fairly even trade, I think. But uh, Racing Louisville, in my opinion... Uh, has won the trade. Uh, they have improved markedly with these two players into the lineup. Nothing against Emily Fox. She's a phenomenal player. She's going to be one of the starting fullbacks for the U.S. at the World Cup this summer. Um, she is an absolute star in the future. But she's a young player and was you know, finding her way through the league, and Louisville was able to trade her for two veterans, two quality veterans who shored up the back line and also have brought leadership to the locker room. I mean, Carson Pickett is arguably the best left back in the league, uh, and Abby Ursig is. Still a sensational athlete despite her uh, age in, in the lower 30s. Uh, and also just a great leader in that locker room. I mean, so much about this Racing Louisville team is about the youth of the team. We talk about it almost every week about mm-hmm. the young core, and it's developing and growing, and so much promise, so much excitement about that young core, but there's also because they're so young, a little bit of a vacuum of leadership in a lot of ways. Not Take nothing away from Jalen Howell, the captain, but she's a young player kind of growing into that role a little bit, so to have Abby Ersig uh, as a veteran to lean on, you know, to maybe ask questions about leadership, those kinds of things, uh, having her in this team has made a huge, huge difference, and she She's been stellar on the field as well. So I think Racing Louisville has won the trade, uh, but North Carolina certainly will be happy to have Emily Fox as well. And it'll just be interesting. It's always interesting when two teams make a deal like that. When they finally meet on the field, you can kind of see the results of that trade play out before your eyes.
0: And allowing you to brag on yourself a little bit. When we met last week, you bragged on Savannah DeMello. And lo and behold, she comes through last week. I mean, what more can she do that she's not doing already?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think I'm going to continue to brag on her, especially as long as she continues to produce. Uh, She is a star in the making, man. I'm Mm -hmm. telling you. I mean, she's already a star, really. When you watch Racing Louisville play, she is so dynamic. When she's on the ball, she is a thrill to see. She's such a talented dribbler. She can just take people on the dribble and get by them and draw fouls and create opportunities, create plays, and create goals. And last week, she was involved in both goals, right? The first Mm one was just uh, simple hard work effort intensity hustle play uh racing louisville a team that wants to press their team both racing louisville and louisville city this is like a, a mentality of that organization between both teams they want to press you high they want to work hard they want to run all the time and savannah Demello exemplified that with her first goal last week just chased the ball it was a back pass from north carolina back to the goalkeeper you know nine times well 99 times out of 100 Nothing happens there. You chase it, the goalkeeper gets the ball, clears it away, or makes a pass to a teammate. But she took the chance and said, you know what, I'll I'll run at this, see if I can make something out of it. Stuck out a leg, deflected the ball into the back of the net. Yeah, I mean, that's it's yeah. just one of those goals that you only score because of of your effort and your your desire right there to say, you know what, instead of not running, I'm going to run right now. I'm not going to be tired. I'm not going to save my energy. I'm going to exert it and go after this. And she got the goal. And then the second goal, uh, she was also involved in it. The second goal, much more uh, a, a goal that put the the talents of racing Louisville on display. It was a free-flowing team move. Started with Wang Shuang, the Chinese international, in the midfield. Played it to DeMello to the left side of the box. And she's able to cut it across the top of the box to Kirsten Davis, another young player in her second year who is taking some steps forward this season. And she finished it beautifully uh, in, into the back of the net to give racing a 2-0 lead, which they were able to hold on to and win against Kansas City on the road. We've seen them. We've talked about it, Scott. Yeah. They've coughed up a couple of 2-0 leads this year, mm-hmm. uh, notably against Angel City and, and O.L. Rain at home in that game. So to go on the road, go up two goals again for the third time, him, but to be able to see it out against Kansas City and get all three points and get that victory, uh, just a huge momentum boost for racing Louisville. Makes it three straight wins for them.
0: That's what I was going to say. If you include the Challenge Cup, three straight wins, going for four tonight.
1: What's I, the? Big... I'm glad you say if you include the Challenge Cup. Thank you. It's, it it's a it point. gets it's a little a sketchy, yeah.
0: right? So what's the reason for the big turnaround all of a sudden? Have we found that gear? Have we flipped that switch, as they like to say?
1: I think it, it's not so much to me a, a flip of the switch. It's more of a the momentum is starting to carry them over that hump just a little I bit did. over the hill. They're finally, it's been building all year. We've talked about it. They've had so many great performances, so many halves of game. full play 45 mm-hmm. minutes to make you say man, that was great. Yeah. They were phenomenal. They're going to win this game surely and then for one reason or another they give up a couple goals and can't come away with all three points. I think it's just continuing to build. The relationships are building on the team it not only is a young team, but we've talked about it too. Also a lot of international players. Uh, Alex Chidiak last week, uh, the Australian midfielder, was asked about those international players and she said, look, it's been a little bit of a challenge getting on the same page with some of these players there's language barriers there's cultural barriers they've obviously not played together uh before uh you know we talked about Carson Pickett and Abby Ursig, Ursig from New Zealand Uchina Kanu a Nigerian international that came into the team in the offseason Ari Borges a Brazilian international that came into the team in the offseason on and on and on so many new players and players who have not played together not even played in the same country before so there's just a lot of growth and a lot of development and a lot of learning each other and their tendencies on the field and it's just starting to come together. I think a little bit for this team. I mean, they are very much. I've been high on them all year. Uh, they are so talented that th- this is this should be a playoff team. And I think this team has every opportunity to make a run in the playoffs and challenge some some more experienced veteran teams in the N- in WSL because they are just that talented, and we're just starting to see it. Beginning to mm-hmm. click a little bit. It's not to say they can't have a setback here and there. They yeah. may well. Uh, they, you know, they could lose tonight. It's North Carolina courage. They're they're a talented team, but it just feels like the momentum is building mm-hmm. behind this racing Louisville team this season.
0: Take it over to Louisville uh, City now and talk about the boys in purple. Sean Tosh mentioning after the after the match against FC Tulsa, the loss that really a heartbreaker of a loss. That there are a number of things they could have did better, which he acknowledges even personally with him just a one-off here or should we be a little bit concerned after losing a match they should have clearly won
1: it's a really good question and yeah and to your point they they should have won it um, yeah. everybody said that Sean Tosh said it he said we should have put the game away earlier Danny Cruz was as frustrated as I can remember seeing him after a game mm-hmm. after the loss uh Louisville City completely outplayed Tulsa in the first half uh it could have it should have been three nothing to to Louisville City um at halftime at least two nothing they they could have put away another chance to really extend that advantage uh and create a little bit of a gap between them and Tulsa um they outshot them 19 to 9 I think was the final total in the first half Tulsa had just two shots the whole first half uh but you know in soccer it's not the number of chances you get it's the number of chances you convert the number of chances Mm -hmm. you take and in the second half Tulsa pretty much just got two chances and they took both of them. And, uh, yeah, for, for whether it's a, a, a blip on the radar or a bigger trend, uh, there's a couple of ways to look at it, right? There is the trend for Louisville City this season of a lack of offense. Uh, the goal scoring was kind of not there for for a few weeks uh, until a couple of weeks ago when they broke out against Miami for three goals. The chance creation was there against Tulsa, but they couldn't convert those chances. Two particularly wide-open chances for Jorge Gonzalez and Cameron Lancaster, who were absolutely open on the back post, stuck out their foot, got to the ball, just couldn't direct it on target into an open net in front of them. Almost identical chances uh, that Louisville city ultimately went to, went on to rue at the end of the game. Um, So, you know, on one hand, the chance creation is there. That's a positive sign. On the other hand, if you're not going to take your chances, you know, how much does it really matter? Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I tend to think it's more of a blip on the radar, Um, because this team is so talented, and they're healthy now, right? There's so many guys that have battled injury all year long. They're healthy now, but it's a quick turnaround for them to prove that it was a blip on the radar because they're on the road tonight at Indy 11, just up the road I-65 in a rivalry game um, and on just a couple of days' rest. So we'll see what kind of response they have. We'll see if they can continue to put on the performance they had against Tulsa and just convert a few of those opportunities into a few more goals.
0: It's, It's such a shame, though, because they were right there within striking distance of Charleston. And instead, now they dropped into a three-way tie for second place. Well,
1: it's not just Charleston. I mean, to your point, that's exactly yeah. right, because in the Eastern Conference. Eastern Conference, right. But uh, Louisville City, their stated goal this season has been the regular season title, right? Because yeah. you look at last year, they were the second seed in the league. Yep. And you think, all right, they're in, they're in line. They'll have a great playoff run at home. And hopefully they can host the championship game. Well, the other number one seed, San Antonio, the only team that did better than last year, hosted the championship game because they made it. And Louisville City has to go down to Texas and they lose on the road against a hostile crowd, right? So they've been talking about all season that their goal is to be able to host the final this season. And the loss eliminates one of their games in hand. So they had played two fewer games than Sacramento, who is the team in the lead in the league right now. If they'd won both of those games, they would have been one point behind Sacramento if they'd been even on games played. They lose this game. Now the best they can do is four points behind Sacramento if they Mm. win that second game in hand. It just, you look at it, and they they had the the two games in hand. You say, oh, well, they're in a great position. If they win both of those games, they'll be right there with, with Sacramento. And then you lose against Tulsa, a team you should beat at home, and, and suddenly it's a more precarious situation when it comes to the overall league title. But to your point, also in the Eastern Conference, uh, yeah. because they could have gotten right there with Charleston with that win. Now they got to wait it out a few more weeks and, and hope they get a little uh, win streak together.
0: Well, let's turn over now to talk Academy business now. First of all, good week for Josh Winder and Jonathan Gomez at the U-20 World Cup. Absolutely. I mean, nice. I'll let you talk about it, but Jonathan Gomez. Yeah, nice I mean, goal scored.
1: a phenomenal goal in the opening group stage game for the U.S. against Ecuador. It came in stoppage time in a 0-0 game. Game. Hit it on his left foot on the volley from outside of the box. I mean, it it is a highlight, real goal, and one that just makes you leap out of your chair with excitement. Um, Of course, everybody remembers Jonathan Gomez, former Louisville City player, uh, was sold off to Real Sociedad in Spain just a couple of years ago. Um, Has a bright, bright future with the U.S. men's national team. And that was a super goal. Gave the U.S. the win in stoppage time. And also in that game, Josh Winder started and played 90 minutes. Got a yellow card for his efforts. um, (laughs) But uh, just great to see him. A current Louisville City player on the international stage in a World Cup. It's a U-20 World Cup, but it's a World Cup. Wearing the red, white, and blue with the U.S. crest over his heart. Uh, Just really, really cool to see. A moment for Louisville City and for the entire Louisville community to be proud of and uh, it, hopefully the, this team has a little bit of a run in them. They won that game. They beat Fiji in their second group game uh, of group play. Uh, we'll see what kind of run they have into the knockout stages.
0: Beautiful. And finally, staying along Academy lines, Alex Kron signed to a contract out of the local product, St. Xavier High School, Netminder. What do we know about
1: him? He had a little run with the team last year, didn't get in any games, but he was signed to, to a brief academy deal last season just to, to offer some support, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just as a backup goalkeeper when injuries were, were hampering the team a little bit. So he's been around for a while now, right? And he's he's a very talented kid. The academy contract that he is on allows him to retain his amateur eligibility so he can still go on to college um, and play. He's not foregoing that by playing for a professional team. But it's just another, another sign of, of one of the most exciting things about Louisville City and racing Louisville is this academy. It is a pathway to play with the top senior team at the professional level if you're a local soccer player or a local kid uh, like Kron, you come in, you play in the academy, you learn from, from top level coaches and the louisville city coaches in this case or if you're on the other side the racing louisville coaches are there to see you play out there on those academy practice fields and see you in your academy games and certainly mario sanchez the academy director will say hey this kid for us for the say the u17 team he's really good maybe you guys should take a look at him it's just that relationship Mm -hmm. and it provides a pathway for a local kid from saint x uh to sign with louisville city really cool story we've seen some academy kids play this year we had the kid from bullet east colin elder yeah uh saw some action earlier in the year for louisville city at lynn family stadium Uh, it's just always great to see these young kids coming through and he's another one with a a bright bright future as a very talented goalkeeper
0: well that's outstanding well mr jeff melby good luck on the call tonight thank you sir to lose city good luck to racing and we will join back next week this time
1: happy uh, memorial day weekend scott
0: happy memorial day weekend thank you jeff